Welcome to Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. Hey, you awake? Yeah. I just want you to know I hate you. So is my dad. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God! Why don't you tell me a story? How do you sleep at night? I don't want to hang out with a bunch of wannabe corporate sellouts. So I'm really excited about this. This is a really fun topic. Uh, Tell me about your love of Quiet Riot. I I mean, I know you love them, and when I found this story, I was like, we definitely need to talk about this, but I want to just hear you talk about Quiet Riot for a minute. So I was nine, Brian. It was 83, and, and Jump by Van Halen was a big hit, but Come On, Feel the Noise happened, and it was on... It was like... Remember, like when PTI launched, and like, like the the heavy the heavies were like every sixty minutes or something, you would just hear the same songs. That's so, P- PTI is a radio station that Mark and I both used to work for. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, so yeah, so so I I was one of those MT. I was a Gen, I'm a Gen Xer, so I was an MTV kid. So I had cable before. Really, a lot of people I knew. So people used to come over my house to watch MTV, and man, at night. On Friday nights, they had, you could vote. So this is how long ago it was. On MTV, you could vote for what the most requested video was. And Come On, Feel the Noise was the most requested video for what it seemed like 17 years. <laughs> and, 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 and there was, and I remember, like, Mental Health became the number one record in the United States. Right? Yeah. It's funny because the, the song the, the song that was the hit was a cover song, and then when their second record came out, the first single on it was a cover song by the same band. Like it, they were both Slade songs, but still, they were enormous, and they they put they really they were so influential in putting metal on the map, and they weren't they weren't that consequential of a band in terms of the breadth of the work and the quality of, of their their stuff but you know it's like come on feel the noise is like dancing queen I mean it's like such an enormous <laughs> like I mean if you throw that song on in a club I mean you know right So conversely, my experience with them was always a little bit past the phase of they were ubiquitous and that everybody liked them and more in the phase of like, wow, that's a, that song's a little ridiculous, right? And, yeah. and not really yeah. understanding. I mean, once you realize the Slade connection and you realize what this sort of like T-Rex holdover 70s rock is and how it fits yeah. into the picture and into the next phase of rock and roll and into hair metal, then it all makes more sense. But as like a, you know, a kid that was probably when I was nine, it was I was a little just like what is that and why do they look like that and even the way they shot the video remember 
Yeah, the vi- yeah the video for this looked like it cost. It looked like jump. It looked like it cost five hundred dollars. Like jump. <laughs> the video for jump. Start me up and come on, feel the noise. Looked like they were shot at the same place uh, for five hundred bucks. Ball, like, it ball it on a budget. Like, do you yeah. remember a few years ago where uh, John Mayer purposely went and shot a video in like a mall booth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it was like that. Um, yeah. So I don't want to be. I don't want to disappoint you. We're actually going to go to the first phase of Quiet Riot. So we're going to go pre-metal health for this story yeah. today. And, and I, I yeah. didn't really know about this phase. And did you know that those first two Quiet Riot records are not on Spotify? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know who the guitar player is. Uh, yeah, so we, we've talked about Randy Rhodes on the show before. We had a very popular episode a few episodes back. We got a lot of notes about it. It was I was getting text messages when we put it up from people that we know that were just like, oh, my God, uh, because that's the story about Randy Rhodes and the plane crash and, and Ozzy. It's epic stuff. But yeah, and I and I don't want to jump ahead because man, I know things, but you have a you clearly have some stuff here for us. I'm guessing you probably know a lot about the story, which is part of the reason when I discovered it and was like, man, Murdoch and I have never talked about this, and I didn't really know about it. We're going to talk about something super sensational, as sensational as a plane crash. We're going to talk about a murder or or an attempted murder. Oh, I'm excited. This so, is fun. I don't, no idea. And now, let's go back to the very beginning of Quiet Riot. You already talked about Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes, now known as a guitar god who died too young. But he started a band with his high school buddy, Kelly Garney. Do you know much about Kelly Garney? Tell me what you I, know about Kelly. I remember, so I just remember that they started a band and eventually, so I don't, I don't, I don't know much, but I know at some point, this morphed into quiet ride at some point, but they were like in high school together. Yeah. But Randy was not a fan of Kevin being the singer, but dealt with it because he wanted like, probably, I don't know, like Paul Rogers or something. Like he wanted like a serious singer and he didn't want some, you know, David Lee Roth kind of guy. And that's kind of what Kevin DeBro is sort of like. So and, it's funny yeah. that you say Randy didn't like Kevin because there becomes a huge rivalry between Kelly and Kevin. And th- that's what this whole story centers on. So right. here's the really interesting thing, though, that we, we have to step back for a second and talk about Kelly Garney. Kelly Garney was in Quiet Riot for the first two albums, which, as I said, are very hard to listen to. Um, not They're not terrible, but, I mean, they're, they're literally hard to find. You can find them on YouTube. And, I mean, here here is a, a little bit from a song called Killer Girls. I don't know if you know this off of uh, Quiet Riot 2. But just oh, it's to, been years. Just to, give you a, just to give you a feel for how different they sounded during this period. There, there's a small feet cover on this record. Uh, it, it's just, it, they're wearing like, they're, they're, the cover art, you should look up the cover art. We'll put it in yes. the show notes. They're like in a locker room in spandex. Yeah, the, span, the spandex, by the way, is epic AF. And it is really amazing. It, all of this is just super bizarre. So the first two Quiet Riot records, Kelly Garney is the bass player. By Metal Health, actually, 
On Quiet Riot 2, on that album art, he is not pictured in the locker room. At this point, he has already been replaced by our friend, Rudy Sarzo, who we have talked about a lot on this show because you and I have a very early podcasting connection, which I don't know if we really talked about this before, but like on our first podcast together, probably episode, I don't know what, in the first 10 episodes, we got an opportunity to have Rudy Sarzo on. So... and Rudy just turned 70. Kelly is in this band for like just the first few years. He has milked being in this band for the rest of his life. <laughs> he has written a book, and I am not kidding. He has written a book called Angels with Dirty Faces about his time in Quiet Riot. Do you know what the movie Kevin McAllister is watching in Home Alone where he goes, hey, keep the change, you filthy animal? You know what that fake movie is called? Uh, no, but but I watched Home Alone over the holidays. We looked up to find out what the name of that movie was because I was like, it's a fake movie. What's the name of that fake movie? Is it is it Angels with Dirty Faces? It's Angels with Filthy Souls. But oh, I, yeah. I have to say, it's alarming close to angels yeah. with dirty faces and i do not think that's a coincidence you dirty animal you dirty you animal I mean, you filthy animal so this is how bad it is there is a, a youtube video which we will put in the show notes and i watched an embarrassing amount of this and murdoch you're probably going to watch all four hours yes i said it four hours of an interview that kelly garney did in october of 2020 with a guy in a bar like in vegas and it's shot on an iphone and it's actually it it, i I flipped through a lot of it and it varies location he starts at the beginning the guy's like so tell me about you and randy and he's like well back in elementary school and he literally starts in elementary school and talks about his entire span in the band and then i'm assuming beyond for four hours but who knows he's gone on to do photography he's gone on to do other things but he is continually as of six months ago still sitting in bars wearing a weird leather cowboy hat smoking a cigarette talking about randy rhodes and how pissed off he still is at kevin dubrow all of so this is an amazing story because it centers around this guy who is your typical classic old guy who likes to sit around and talk about the good old days. And I don't know how much you're going to be able to like, I'm, I'm very interested. We should play like a drinking game or something to see how far you can get into this, this video, this four hour video, because it's just like at a certain point, you're like, this guy needs to shut up. But he's like t- telling all of these details about like, well, you know, and then uh, I really like to drink. And at one point he says in the video, he he says something about, no, this is a quote. Um, Well, the real problem with the bait, because the guy asks him in like within the first 20 minutes, he's like, so what's the deal with, uh, you know, like the chemistry of the band? Like, when did things start to get weird? And he's like, well, Randy started dating a girl. You know how that goes. And I'm like... (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? You're going to blame a girl? for the, And then he's like, well, you know, and Kevin, and I should just pull up the clips. Like, in fact, I think I have them. Hold on. She is right there. She's got you covered. So anyway, so he, he, Randy was very good with money where I actually suck at it and still do. Um, well, at least you're honest. But, but we would do little odd jobs. His mom would pay us sometimes. My, my mom and dad would hire us to do things. He's literally and talking about doing odd jobs in high school with Randy Rhodes. This is 18 minutes like into this interview. 12 or 14 oh my God. or something. But back then at our age, you know, that was a real lot of money. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, see you later. Thanks for coming in. Um, <laughs> 
Oh my, what the hell is happening? Okay, I'm already drinking, Um, so. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so. So anyway, the point is, there's there's a lot of material behind. In that YouTube video, was he the greeter at that bar? What was was that? Thank you, come again. What was happening? They switch locations multiple times. There's a point where they're in a hotel bar for a while, but at the beginning and at the end, they seem to be in his art studio. So I don't know if he sells stuff out of this art studio. I mean, it kind of looks like a basement, like he's sitting in front of a wood stove. But um, it, it, it is just amazing. It, and let me tell you, you want to guess how many views this video has on YouTube? 3,000. 184. I was the 184th person to unearth this masterpiece. Wow. Oh, poor guy. Poor Kelly. Like... So anyway, all that to say, I I mean, like, this is a little bit of like a spoiler, because when I tell this story, you're now very much not going to be on Kelly Garney's side, because there is no way that especially having seen what he's done with this material for the rest of his life, that you're going to come away from this being like, I don't know, I think Kelly Garney was was the was really got the raw end of the deal but you know i think he's inspired me to write a book i think it's happened right now you know i put this off for so long i've told people i'm gonna write a memoir i'm gonna do it but if the original bass player from quiet riot is still milking this i mean why can't i i mean i was never you realize he's literally been milking this for longer than i've been alive mark and almost as long as you have yeah right and i went like i was the bass player in boomerangatang for like a year i could i don't i can't write a book about that but i can write a book about my life my life's way more interesting than this guy oh man anyway Uh, so go ahead i don't know wait until you hear the rest of this story then you then you can decide. So this is murder. From, That's what I'm ready for. Consequence of Sound did did a, did a nice piece on this in 2019, and it, this has been floating around for a long time. But basically, Kelly Garney did another interview. He's clearly not a stranger to those with this uh, site called the Metal Voice, and he was trying to set the record straight. Th- this is the rumor. We're, we're setting rumor and innuendo out there and we're trying to set it straight. The rumor is, is did Kelly Garney at some point try to kill Randy Rhodes? Oh, him. I was like, did he try to kill Kevin? That makes sense. So, so c- cutting to the chase, Kelly's response is, I would never have tried to kill Randy, but I totally tried to kill Kevin. <laughs> Right. I think I think it sounds like a lot of people tried to kill Kevin because he was I I think he was a really difficult person to be around. Yeah. As is is anyone who does an enormous amount of cocaine all the time. So even in this interview that he did back in October, he gets very quickly not long after that spot that we heard. He gets into talking about the dynamics between him and Randy and Kevin. And he I mean, he's immediately talking about how Kevin came in and Kevin tried to take over and Kevin was bringing them some air conditioning repairman to be their manager. And like. I promise I'm not making any of this up. And uh, I mean, he might be, but I'm not. So Garney was in the band from 75 to 78. People say I tried to kill Randy Rhodes with a gun. Quote, people call me out. People call me out on that one all the time. And I almost got into a fist fight with Ozzy Osbourne once about it. But let me tell you, nothing could be further from the truth. But I'm going to tell you. I see how it, I mean, saying that nothing could be further from the truth is a little inaccurate. <laughs> and, and now that you mention it, I, I can't put it all together. But when, when I, when we were doing the Randy Rhodes podcast, I kind of remember something about a gun 
and something about the original Quiet Riot, and and it's kind of coming together. But I didn't know this whole story at all. Kelly actually says that one time the SWAT team was called at my house because we were firing off guns in my backyard. What? And this is classic. If you watch a lot of Kelly interviews or read his stuff, it's lots of non sequiturs. Like he's not all, he's not batting a thousand. So uh, he says one time the SWAT team was called to my house and then he tells this story. So, and I actually have seen this, this expanded upon in other places. So this part of the story is true. He one night goes out and decides to rob a bar because he wants alcohol. So he, he goes, he robs a bar and he steals all of their liquor. And he says he, he basically, I guess, calls Randy and he's been drinking and he says, come over and help me drink all this stolen liquor. Now he talks about in the, in this 2020 interview, he talks about how in the stage of the time when he was in the band, both Kevin and the drummer were teetotalers. Was that Frankie? Or is it- no, it was before Frankie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Who was the guy before Frankie? I don't know. Frankie and Kevin were best friends. So I don't remember the guy before Frankie. So they um, are they didn't drink, and they were always giving Randy and Kelly a hard time about drinking. Now, of course, not to get all the way to the end of this podcast yet, but we will talk about Kevin DeBro and his unfortunate death, and and obviously he had gotten into experimenting with drugs after this period, but early in the band, it wasn't at all. So you have these two guys who were buddies from high school who are out of control, drinking, <laughs> knocking off liquor stores and taking their, you know, their product. Um, and he says, I robbed this bar. I stole their liquor. I was wasted. Randy's at my house and we've been drinking for six straight hours. And I started saying we should kick Kevin Dubrow out of Quiet Riot. <laughs> See, I can, I can, okay. I can totally buy the whole idea of getting rid of Kevin because Kevin was difficult. Here's, here's where I, I'm, con- I, I'm concerned that he's, this is not true. I'm unclear that Randy Rhodes ever drank much. He didn't smoke cigarettes. Um, or do drugs. So this, not according to Kelly. In this 2020 interview, he talks extensively about how Randy and he drank Rob and bars. smoked all the time. Now, <laughs> Randy, was, he does not say that Randy was with him on the on the knocking off, off the bar, but he, he does drank. say that they would drink and they would smoke together. So who knows? Now he says. People say that during that fight, I tried to shoot Randy Rhodes, but that's not true. I shot a bullet through the ceiling. What? What? So anyway, the bullet went nowhere near Randy Rhodes in no way, and I would never try to kill my best friend. And yes, a pretty good fist fight happened, a rather violent one. So no, I didn't shoot him, but we decided to just fisticuffs. Randy left my house bleeding pretty badly, and so did I. Um... But that is what friends and brothers do. They roll around on the ground, beat each other up, and that's all it was. Yeah, Pause. that's what Brian and I do. I was going to say, did even you, during COVID, have you have have you ever done? Did you used to do that? Did you like when you were young? Oh, clearly not now. But when you were younger, did you just like get into fist fights with your friends? Um, no, no, 
<laughs> I'm trying to think. I totally like, did. Just one in particular. And what once a year, we would swing at each other, and we were both really skinny and really bad at fighting, and it would last all of about 30 seconds. So I kind of get this, but this seems a little extreme. Now, I was typically not drinking when that had happened, so I'm sure that would multiply the effects. But still strange. I've been, I was hit in the face, but that was when I was a kid. Garney did admit to wanting to kill Kevin that night. So the very same night, and this I've seen in multiple places. So remember, we're listening to Kelly, the guy who likes to self-aggrandize and talk about himself. But I have seen in multiple places, and it is on the record that Kelly Garney was kicked out of the band for swinging a gun around at other members of the band, right? Yeah. Now, Kelly says, I was very drunk, and after Randy left my house, I said, I'm going to fix this. If he's not going to fire Kevin, I'm going to go take it into my own hands, and I'm going to blow Kevin's ass away, quote unquote. So he gets in his car, and Kevin is in Hollywood, which is about 30 miles from where uh, Kelly is. And we've already established Kelly has had a lot to drink. And as soon as he gets in the car, he starts to realize that there is no way he can drive. (laughs) He gets up to an intersection and he makes a very questionable turn. He gets pulled over by a cop immediately, thrown into jail for a DUI and felony possession of a concealed weapon. Oh, don't you hate it when you're going to murder somebody and you get the DUI? (laughs) I mean, it's like, what a loser. What a loser move. Can't even get there, can you, buddy? Uh, and he has continued to tell this story for going on 40 years. Um, just whenever he starts to get, uh, when he starts to fade away and people forget about him, and there aren't podcast episodes about him, he shows up or he writes a book and he talks about this story. Now, it's interesting. He never comes back in the band. The band goes on with Rudy Sarzo. They switch drummers a few times. Kevin's in the band for a long period of time. There's a bunch of legal fights. I don't know how much of this you know or want to get into, but there's a lot of back and forth on who controls the name, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Randy is out pretty quickly, too, because he ends up yeah. playing with, which we've talked about on the show. He ends up playing with Ozzy Osbourne, and then he meets an untimely demise. Kevin, flash forwarding all the way to 2007, Kevin dies of a cocaine overdose. In Hawaii, right? Um, I think so. I don't know that it's Hawaii, but I will say there is a very interesting article that comes from MTV from 2007. Guess who called the press in November of 2007 to talk about Kevin Dubrow's death and and give MTV the details? Who do you think called him? Was it Kelly? It was Kelly. Which is really annoying, considering that you can still find videos of this guy talking about how much he doesn't like Kevin. Like, I just feel like it's so, it's like one thing to at least be consistent, right? We're not asking you to be best friends with the guy. And we understand that there's bad blood and it sounds like he was a real jerk. That's been, I mean, for the rest of his career, there were like, you've already alluded to it. There were lots of stories about how Kevin Dubrow was a jerk. Yeah. And I do remember when he died, it was a little, like you know how it got out that he died i remember it being there was something kind of unfortunate about it so and maybe it's kelly <laughs> it, maybe it's kelly kelly is is the one that this is from uh, 11 29 2007 
uh, MTV runs a story called X Quiet Riot Basis Give Details gives details about Kevin DeBro's death. Kelly Garney was alerted to trouble by security company and DeBro's girlfriend. So he has positioned himself now. The only source for this story is Kelly Garney. Yeah. He has positioned himself as the guy who still takes care of Kevin, which I find very weird and hard to believe. Yeah. Um, but he says in this story that at 3.15 p.m. Sunday, he got a call from the security company that handles Dubrow's home. Quote, I am the only one who gets a call whenever his alarm goes off, and usually I go to his house and let the guards in to check things out. What? You're the guy who was in the band for four years and got kicked out for getting a DUI on the way to kill Kevin. I, I do not buy any of this part of the story. Um Garney says he calls Quiet Riot drummer Frankie Benali to see if Dubrow was with him. Benali says he hasn't talked to the singer in 10 days. He's probably with a girl. They start calling these girls. There's multiple of them. Even I mean, at that at this point, Kevin's like 50, uh, but he's still running around with multiple women. They're all worried about him, and they eventually end up... They, they Someone gets up next to windows and is on his estate like and can see in his house and sees his keys on a counter and so they decide to break a window and and get in and uh they ruled an accidental death cocaine oh now now i i, I looked it up vegas not hawaii like vince neal from motley crew like moved to like the guys moved to, to vegas i mean why not um but he had been dead for almost a week when they found him. The last time I saw him, again, Garney talking, was on our mutually shared birthday, October 29th. Garney says he, like many who worked with Debro, said he had a rocky but loving relationship with the singer. Quote, this is how they end the article, Murdoch. Quote, he gave me a big hug and a really great present, but the best present was the hug. End of article. Kelly Garney is a sociopath. Can we just establish that right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. How, how much crazy. money do you want to bet that Kelly Garney Googles his name, will find this podcast, and call to be a guest? Yeah, we, we're not going to have him as a <laughs> as a guest, man. I'm thinking it's not gonna. It's not really gonna help. I was gonna literally tell you off mic, like before we even started. Listen, uh, let's just make a rule now that Kelly Gardy never gets to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. By the By the way, I'd forgotten. I put Vegas together with Kevin. Um, Kevin had something in common with you and I. You know what that is? Um, he was in radio. Yeah, he was morning. He did morning drive radio in, in Vegas. Really? Oh, like later after Quiet Riot? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, later. Because he was, I mean, the thing that I always thought was really odd is that I, I thought that Kevin aged very well yeah. for a guy that yeah. was in the in the 80s, um, you know, that kind of, you know, did that whole thing. Like he got fired from Quiet Riot in 87, <laughs> uh, you know. But um, but yeah, towards the end of the when he was in the band, he looked he looked great. I thought like healthy. But there's really a hilarious picture if you go to Quiet Riot's Wikipedia page of the Metal Health era lineup um, in 2002. Right, so this is five years before, before Kevin passes. But it's Kevin, Rudy Sarzo, Frankie Benali, and Carlos Cavazzo, and they one of them, uh, I believe Frankie Benali, is holding a baby. A baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it too right now, which is totally weird. It's it's an amazing photo. Like that, it, it's not the cover art to Metal Health. Like this is what we get. We get this picture as the. 
Yeah. And for Wikipedia. And they all look like they all went to the same hair dye place. It's really strange. Because like 2002, like Carlos, he had gray hair like a long time ago. Are they in the, sure. are they in the back of a TGI Friday's? Like where was this picture taken? It's it's totally it's totally such a, a, a weird thing. By the way, Carlos uh, was and might still be in Dokken. He he was. He was touring with Docking. Like, it's really cool. Oh, what, no, I'm sorry. Forgot. Rat. He was in Rat for a while. What What's really cool is when you start to look at these bands from this era, um, they all start to, except for the frontmen, who typically end up dying tragically or burning out um you know we've talked we've had a lot of episodes about that right we've talked about uh, uh warrant we've talked about uh, randy himself we've talked about other other bands but the other guys like the rudy sarzos they just take the road gigs playing in the other bands they used to compete with yeah um like rudy and um and steve Vai. Um, and Adrian Vanderberg, like they joined Whitesnake, yeah, and did and did all those like Donington did all those huge me- metal festivals in England and and got paid like sons of bitches, as my as my uh, grandfather would say, uh, yeah, and just kept doing the gig and and it, it is interesting how if you really think about the rhythm section, <laughs> the rhythm section's always. You kind of need a solid rhythm section for any band. The rhythm section for all these metal bands kind of is always, they're always around. Those guys always stick with it. Yeah. But the singer, singers don't. Yeah. No, I mean, they're out. They exhaust themselves too quickly. Well, and it's so, so interesting. The thing about Quiet Riot is, you know, we were talking about the, the kind of the glory, the part everyone remembers and thinks about. And if you go to Spotify, the part where you think it starts is 1982, 83. But we just talked mostly about the first chapter, which is Quiet Riot 1, Quiet Riot 2. They technically broke up. Like, the band ended. Yeah. In 79. Well, officially broke up in 80, but really 79. Randy Rhodes departs. Everyone's kind of like, I don't know. I guess it's over. And they don't get back together for a couple of years. That's when... Uh, they recruit Frankie Bonali, Chuck Wright, and Carlos Cavazzo, and Dubrow contacts Rhodes and says, can I revive the name? Like I'm, st- He basically, Dubrow starts a new band and then calls Randy and asks for the name, and then they become known for this. It's just, you know, and Randy Rhodes becomes famous and legendary in his own right. It's all very, very interesting that yeah. just such a few people have crossed paths in such intricate ways that end up being historic. Yeah. And, and, and if you've enjoyed this awesome story that Brian has, has brought us tonight, one thing I'm going to go to bed doing is watching the documentary that's about quiet riot. That's kind of about Frankie Benali. Uh, that's called quiet riot. We're now, well, now you're here. There's no way back. And it talks about like, you know, the heyday, of everything that happened in Quiet Riot. And then when you're watching the trailer, it sort of cuts to Frankie Benali, who still owns the name of the band. And they're trying to figure out like if the PA works at the club that they're playing. And it's like this spinal tap left turn from having, you know, they had a, they, they were behind Thriller in 1983 and, and knocked Thriller off the number one spot on the billboard chart. 
and uh, now the drummer is touring around places where they, you know, they can't even really get like a good singer, you know? Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to, to watch that spinal tapness. Um, what's your thanks. favorite, what's your favorite quiet riot song? If you had to pick one. Oh, it's come on, feel the noise. Really? Yeah. You're not going to go any deeper than that. No. I mean, right. it's, it's, I have so much, I got so much memory about that. There is, if, so that's a cover, right? There's also, um, on the first record, there's slick, slick black Cadillac. Oh yeah. yeah, I, don't yeah. Know, uh-huh. I don't know if you've listened to that one. Yeah. It's, it's fun. The, cause the originals are kind of cheesy. Tell us your favorite Quiet Riot song. Get involved in the show. You can do it real easily when you uh, email us. It's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Wearethestoryguys.com is home for everything we're doing, including our other podcast, The Story Guys, and other things that we endorse and uh, keep on our network, like Hypotheticals, a uh, really silly game show podcast as well. And uh, in the meantime, you, you're still working on the Tommy and Pam story, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And um, Coming soon. We'll- yeah, and we'll stay away from the obvious, but we'll talk about how Baywatch and T-Bone got together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm turning up the quiet riot. We'll see you next time. Keep telling stories. Like